T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yershinsky not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posebnik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Whoa! Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080 The Fan. That'll let you listen to all sorts of Astro stuff that we talked about. Also, speaking of podcasts, tomorrow at 4 p.m., wherever you get your podcasts, including at 1080thefan.com. Beers on us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris will drop as we do. Let's experiment with some big craft breweries, uh, as that seems to be the topic of conversation these Days. All right, let's step aside. Let's try to pull ourselves back and let's talk about things that don't matter, but kind of matter. Okay. That we talk about every year that I tend to send us down a rabbit hole, but they're fun. They're fun, right? These are usually topics we don't talk about a lot, but for some reason, we like talking about this topic. Is that fair? Yes. I'm not fully sure. I think I know where we're going, but we had multiple (laughs) topics left, and I'm like, what is he talking about? Uh, The 2020 Baseball Hall Ah, of Fame ballot has been dropped. It does matter. Uh, I believe that happened. And I do like talking about it. Yesterday or two days ago. Yes, we do love that. I think it was yesterday, yeah. Uh, And there's, you know, the usual suspects are here, and there's one big new name. Who's who's that? uh, Number one? Mm. Number three? Ooh, one three. That's Alex Rodriguez. What oh. up? Oh, yeah. Uh, First so, ballot Hall of Famer, A-Rod. So I'll just, I mean, he could be, he should be, probably. Probably should be. Uh, but uh, I'll just run down this real quick, and we can we can dive into this. The 2020 Baseball Hall of Fame ballot was sent out two days ago by the Baseball Hall, and these are the names on the list in alphabetical order. Bobby Abreu, Josh Beckett, Heath Bell, Barry Bonds, Eric Chavez, Roger Clemens, Adam Dunn, Sean Figgins, Raphael Fercal. By the way, how does Sean Figgins get on this ballot? Anyway, Jason Giambi, Todd Helton, Raul Ibanez, Derek Jeter. That is your first uh, your first timer right there. Number two. Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, 
Paul Canerco, Cliff Lee, Carlos Pena, Brad Penny. Also, how do these guys get on here? Well, they, and, go, they go off just as quickly as they come up. Right. Andy Pettit, J.J. Putz. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Manny Ramirez, Brian Roberts, Scott Rowland, Kurt Schilling, Gary Sheffield, Alfonso Soriano, Sammy Sosa, Jose Valverde, Omar Vizquel, Billy Wagner, and Larry Walker. I do know Larry Walker is on his last year. I believe this is his 10th year on the ballot. He got 54% of the vote last year. So um, he could be an Edgar Martinez, Tim Rock Reigns. I feel like Edgar Martinez is a little closer than that. But uh... <laughs> Why? Because he's a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> uh, I find this list very interesting, uh, mostly because I think one guy on this list gets in. I would vote for four. Uh, I think two of them. That's not true. I think all four of the people that I would vote for. Uh, yeah, all four I would vote for, I feel fairly, fairly confident, are Hall of Famers. Okay. You would vote for Derek Jeter. I would vote for Derek Jeter. I would vote for Todd Helton. Mm-hmm. Um, I would vote for Kurt Schilling, as I've been on the Schilling train for years now. Since this show's birth, I am a Kurt Schilling as a Hall of Famer guy, even though he's a butthole. Um, he's a cool dude. No. On the mound. Yeah. He was a great pitcher. Yeah, he's a great pitcher. And number four, I, you can call it bias, but Omar Vizquel is the greatest defensive shortstop in the history of baseball, and he has a career batting average of 282. So get off my lawn. He's a Hall of Famer. 282. Good. Pretty good. Not bad. Not great. Pretty good. You kind of just broke your own argument. 282, yeah. get off my lawn. That means you think it's good. Well, because he's the best defensive shortstop in the history of baseball. It's not like if, if Yadi Molina bats 210 his entire career, you're like, yeah, he's the greatest defensive catcher of all time. Whatever. Um, but he can't hit. I've been on this show, and I've changed my opinion over the last few years over this. I think you got to let the steroid guys in. What? No. In, in Derek Jeter's year? Not Maybe not in this year. I'm just saying. I think you have to let them in. So if I was voting for the Hall of Fame, and you have 10 votes, and you don't have to use all 10, I would vote for Derek Jeter, Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. Um, That's probably it. But uh, just because I I think there's a a difference. If you're voting for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, you're not voting for Manny Ramirez? I'm probably voting for Manny Ramirez, yeah. I just, there's a difference for me. I I think what I said last year, if I remember correctly, is, if they were a Hall of Famer before they took steroids, they should still make the Hall of Fame, right? Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds were Hall of Famers well before they took steroids. You could probably make the same argument for Manny Ramirez, too. Um, I just It's a little bit less extreme because Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were better than Manny Ramirez. I, I think I've changed my opinion on that just because they were great players no matter what. So they cheated, yes. They deserved to be punished for it, yes. But... When you go to the Hall of Fame, I still think you should want to go see Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens there because they were part of the history of the game. Um, I think that's about it. And I, I, I'm playing this as if I'm voting every single year. Omar Vizquel's in his third year. He's got plenty of time to make it. He's already over the 40% line. But you know he's going to make it. You know he's going to make it. So why not put him in? Put a couple world-class shortstops in Especially the same Especially if year. I'm only voting for four. I, I don't know how I would do put it. Put a couple world-class shortstops in. Why not? What, Jeff Kent? What? <laughs> Second base. I know. Um, yeah, Todd Helton's an interesting one, too. I love Todd Helton growing up. He was one of my favorite non-Yankee players. I thought he was so much fun. Um, he got 16% of the vote in his second year. That's not a great sign. 
I don't know if he's going to make it in. It's not a great sign, and it's kind of shocking. Todd Helton's one of those guys. He's one of the best hitters I ever saw. And sure, he's not a Pujols, but he's not a Manny Ramirez. But he's good. He's damn good. He was also a little bit of a compiler. He played for a long time. Fair. And he played in Denver. Derek Jeter is the 10th best hitting shortstop of all time, but he's got 3,000 hits. He's Je- a little bit of a compiler. Yeah, but Jeter, a little bit. Jeter's more about the postseason stuff. Too. Fair, fair, fair. But I just, like, I, I don't love the compiler argument. Like, there there are flaws to Derek Jeter. Tim but- Rock Reigns is in the Hall of Fame. Well, he shouldn't be, but um, don't get me wrong. There are flaws to Derek Jeter. His fielding was not as good as people let on, especially towards the end of his career. He completely faded in his ability to field the ball very well. Um and he, he was a great hitter, and obviously the postseason's a different story, and I think that's why he's the first bout Hall of Famer. But it's it, Hilton, or Helton is so weird because it's just like Denver, the Denver effect is huge, and you never saw him anywhere else, right? Like DJ LeMahieu this year proved that he can hit outside of Denver for a full season mm-hmm. for the first time. We never saw that with Todd Helton. He was rocky for life. Right. So it's, it's kind of tough to separate the two. Now, maybe – Maybe the DJ LeMahieu season helps Todd Helton, right? Like, oh, look at LeMahieu. He can still hit. It's not impossible yeah. to hit out of Denver. But you've also seen a ton of players leave Denver and suck. Cargo left Denver and he's dead. What? He died? No, he didn't really die, but oh, you know what I mean. Thank God. He all of a sudden can't do anything. Right. I mean, I think you can make the same argument from Larry, Larry Walker, right? Oof. I know he didn't play his whole career there, but 10th year, 54, 54% of the vote. I mean, how much of his stuff is from Coors Field? Right. It was before the humidor that they played there, so they got the full benefit of it. Yeah. Uh, one one last thing. Is Jeter it? unanimous or no? Uh, yeah, he is. You think Mariano Rivera broke that barrier? Mo opens the door. Mo opens the door that when we got guys that we know are surefire Hall of Famers, a la Ken Griffey Jr., Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson, like guys that we know, Tom Glavin, guys that we know are Hall of Famers. Like when Kershaw comes up, he's going to be unanimous. When Justin Verlander comes up, going to be unanimous. And I think a lot of that is because Mo breaks that barrier. That when we know guys are Hall of Famers, they are now, when we know their first ballot Hall of Famers, which still holds a lot of clout, I think people are still going to vote yes. The only thing is, I wonder if people will hold Jeter's defense against him and, and not vote for him in year one. They won't. The rings, the captain, the Yankees, 9-11, diving into the stands, never got in trouble. The flip. The flip. Mr. November. Mr. No- I mean, we can keep going. Final hit of his career, walk-off hit. Yeah. 3,000th hit was a home, it's a home run. run. Yeah. I mean, like, come. I, I'm a kid that grew up hating Derek Jeter, and I, without a doubt, first ballot Hall of Famer. You get my vote. Well, first ballot, yes. I'm just saying unanimous. Find Is me a reason going- not to. Because his defense was a little meh? Yeah. Okay, well, Omar Vizquel's offense was a little meh. He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, nor unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> I just took that shot. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, when we come back, I, I, we got a break because we're up against the clock, but uh, I, I do want to keep talking about this because I've got an idea for the steroid guys. Okay. And I think we talked about this at one point, so you might remember this, uh, but I've got an idea for this, and we'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. When the lights go down in the city And the sun shines on the bay 
This is 919 here live from the poop-filled Willamette. This is 1080 The Fan, wishing you and your loved ones a great, fantastic evening. If I were you, I would draw back, light some candles, sip on some cavathier, and then I would put it in the bleep that they're the lady thing. I appreciate the list coming at the end. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Uh, so we're talking about Hall of Fame stuff, which I love this stuff. I absolutely love this stuff. And I realize here's your your first time on the ballot this year is Derek Jeter, Bobby Abreu, Jason Giambi, Cliff Lee, Rafael Fracal, Eric Chavez, Josh Beckett, Brian Roberts, Alfonso Soriano, Canerco, uh, I think Canerco, Sean Figgins, Marco Scudero. Hey, Marco. Raul Ibanez and Brad Penny. Uh, don't forget J.J. Putz. Or was that last year? Uh, J.J. Putz. I can't find him on this list. Oh, okay. It is his first year, yes. Okay. Um, I think Paul Canerco will hang out on there for a while. He's a really good player. Well, and we're... You he won't, I don't think he'll make the Hall of Fame, but I think he's one of those that'll be like a... <laughs> A ten-year guy that'll be like just kind of hanging around there at like thirty or 40%. right, and I and I think it's interesting. You were talking about stat compilers, you know, with with some people. I mean, Craig Biggio's in the hall. You know, that's a stat compiler. Yeah, he was first ballot too, wasn't he? No, second ballot. Second, he didn't make it, and he said, "I guess I'll study harder next year for the test." <laughs> he got like a 78.9, something like that. You know what I didn't know? I did not know that Paul Carnoco didn't play his whole career with the White Sox. Did he go somewhere afterwards or no, was it before? Before. Ooh. Started with the Dodgers. Okay. And then went to the Reds and then the White Sox from 99 to 2014. 15 years. Six-time All-Star. El Capitan. Hit uh, 279. Eh, not bad. Uh, 439 home runs and 1,400 RBIs. It's pretty so good. That's where the stats come it's in. It's pretty good. Carnegie was great. 439. I mean, I, I'm a diehard Indians fan. You know, in the 90s and the 2000s, the White Sox were good. And I hated every White Sox possible. But I always had massive respect for Frank Thomas, of course, the big herd. And the one guy that, as a baseball fan, you would only know if you were a baseball fan. The number one White Sox I have respected more than any other White Sox in my entire life watching baseball is Paul Canerco. Yep. He had over 100 RBIs six times and then 99 and 97 two other years. He's a good ball player. And he won, a world, he won a World Series as the captain is of he, that team. Is he a Hall of Famer? I I think he is. Is, he's like, is he like Mike Mussina, like that border guy? I, I think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Famer in today's credentials. If Craig Biggio, if Jeff Bagwell... And Tim Raines are Hall of Famers. Paul Canerco is a better player than both of those guys. Is he comparable? And if you just compare Paul Canerco to Jeff Bagwell, who played first, I'm taking Canerco every well, day of the okay, week. Okay, so Larry Walker has better stats than Paul Canerco. Then there you go. Played less years, but um, you know, had less home runs because of it. But Larry Walker's in his tenth year and is at fifty four percent, and he's better than Paul Canerco. I know that the I know Coors Field is playing a huge role in him. I get it. Right. But he's an MVP. Larry Walker was an MVP. Yep. He was a one, two, three, four, five time all star. He led in batting average three different years, hitting three seventy nine in his non MVP year. Three sixty three in a non MVP year. 
He had 49 home runs one year. He had over 100 RBIs five times. He's the the stats are swaying me. And again, I know of course Field plays a role, but man, is is Larry Walker a Hall of Famer? I don't know. But you know the question. You you know that you know the you know the rules. Are you a Hall of Famer? If the answer is not yes, the answer is no. At least that's our rule. That's our rule. Yeah. That it's like, is Manny Ramirez a Hall of Famer? Yes. Is Todd Helton a Hall of Famer? I mean, he's that's a no. Yep. That's kind of our rule. It makes it tough. It makes it very, very exclusive. It makes it exclusive, which I think it was for a very long time. But what we've seen over the past few years is that the Hall of Fame is lightening up. And you and I, this little baseball show is not going to change or dictate how the Hall of Fame is going to go. So if the Hall of Fame is going to let guys in like Jeff Bagwell, like Craig Biggio, must be cheaters. They play for the Astros. Duh. Um, then I think you have to think about guys like Todd Helton and Larry Walker. Edgar Martinez getting in is a big, is a big wave that could resonate throughout future voters. Because Edgar's a guy that everybody's like, no, he's DH. DH just can't get in. And sure, there was a big push last year to get him in, but it also made us realize that wait a second. Edgar's one of the best hitters I ever watched. I can remember watching baseball since 1995. And if I had to pick on my hand, uh, on my two hands, the 10 best hitters I ever saw, Edgar Martinez is going to hit that list. Yeah, and that's... Todd Helton might hit that list. We talked about it and said, is Edgar Martinez a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yes. It was a definite yes. That's a yes. He got penalized for being a a A DH. DH. But, so I mean, yeah, I, I like that for us, but that's not how it is. If we're trying to predict who's actually getting into the Hall of right. Fame, it's different. But yeah, I like the exclusivity of it because I want I want it to be something special. I don't I want agree. Tim Raines making the Hall of Fame. I don't want Craig Biggio. And, uh, Craig Biggio I'm okay with. He's got 3,000 hits. I, I do think that those numbers mean something. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I do hate, think 500 and 3,000 hits mean something. 300 hate, wins mean something. I hate the senior committee and this BS where they bring guys in, like grandfather them in later. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah, like when does Dale Murphy get in? Probably well, this year. I think Dale Murphy's great. Oh, he's not a Hall of Famer. No, agreed. Um, but let's let's okay. So to sidetrack, I want to get to these steroids guys or these accused steroids guys. The steroids guys. You can let's say. let's say for the sake of argument that Derek Jeter gets in. Um, let's say let's say Omar Vizquel gets in, and let's just say even these fringe guys. Let's say Kurt Schilling and Todd Helton get in, and Larry Walker. Okay. okay. Let's just say anybody that could get in gets in this year. This is what we're looking at next year of those leftovers, which are nobodies and steroid dudes. Your first ballot Hall of Famer. According to baseball reference, the highest valued player that will be his first year on the ballot is Tim Hudson. Nope. How about Mark Burley? Nope. An, interesting, game, though. an interesting one here. Thank you, Dwayne Wise. An interesting one here. Tory Hunter. No, but border, yeah, better borderline guy. Then you get one of the to, greatest defensive center fielders I've ever seen. Agreed. Then you get to Dan Heron, Barry Zito, Aramis Ramirez, Shane Victorino, Mark Mulder on there too. Get Alex, the trio of the A's pitchers. Alex there. Rios, Grady Sizemore, AJ Burnett, Burnett, Nick Swisher, Saw Aaron Harang. You know Dan Ugla. You know, like like we're done here, right? <laughs> Next year's class is pretty bad. Yeah, the twenty twenty one class is pretty bad. Your ninth year on the ballot is Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. 
It's Manny Ramirez's fifth year on the ballot. Does 2021... We have talked about this. It's like the... This is my theory. In 2021, you have no first-timers that are Hall of Famers. What if you look at 2020, you put in Larry Walker, you put in Omar Vizquel, you put in Todd Helton, and you get all these guys away from these steroid dudes, and in 2021, hell, Alex Rodriguez gets a pass and is on the ballot this year, and Rafael Palmeiro comes back. And so it's Sosa's last year. No, Sosa's la- Sosa is ninth next year, too. Sosa won't make it. Um, I don't think you put all the steroid guys in. I think what's going to happen is you're going to see Bonds and Clemens go in because of who they were. You might see Manny Ramirez. Maybe not go in, but Manny you might. Manny Ramirez is a top five I know. I've ever seen I'm in just, my life. I'm purely looking at the percentage of votes, and it's only his fifth year. You might see him go in. Beyond that, I think the other steroid guys are done. That's I think it's just that ba- simple. That's a career batting average of 312. Career on-base percentage of 411. The only person on this list that is even close. Todd Helton at 414. But maybe we'll say the course Field thing. The only person close to him on this list is Barry Bonds at 444. A 411 career on-base percentage? Mm-hmm. Look, a, I, a career batting you're, average? You're, you're preaching to the choir here. Of 312? I, I mean, I, I get it. But if Clemens and Bonds just go looking, in, Manny Ramirez goes in. I'm looking at the numbers. Is num- what I'm saying. I'm looking at the numbers. I don't know if that would happen. However, because there's no first-timers that would really kind of scream Hall of Fame, then maybe. Now, to expand on your theory slightly, 2022 Hall of Fame ballot, the year after that. Yeah, I'm pulling that up right now. The best player, first-year Hall of Famer ballot guy, dude, is Alex Rodriguez. And then you got Clemens and Bonds in their 10th year. David Ortiz is on that, too. Along with Kurt Schilling. Is he? Yeah, David Ortiz. I mean... Do you just say screw it in that year and you just go, you go to 2022 and you put in A-Rod, Bonds, Clemens, and an Ortiz. Ortiz, and Manny Ramirez? Yeah. It's like, here you go. Yeah, because who else We're is We're building on a that? new wing in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, who else is on? Mark Teixeira, Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins outside? No. No. Carl Crawford, Jake Peavy, Coco Chris. Hell yeah, Cavelli Chris. Up, baby? Justin, Justin Morneau. Morneau. Yeah, and then you're done after that. Yep. I mean, but what would, what would be funny is you've penalized all the steroid users who have only been accused, <clears throat> made them wait till their tenth year, and the one guy who's caught twice, once, once? Alex Rodriguez in his first year, like oh, whatever, just put, him in. put him in first ballot. There's no penalty at all. Him it's like Rod's a cool dude now. You know, A-Rod. he's on Fox with David Ortiz. They're all funny and they hate each you, other, but you they know, love each you other. A Rod would parade around town as a first ballot Hall of Famer. He would. My name's Alex Rodriguez. I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, we're really getting in. <laughs> We're really getting into a bad time for these guys. Like the next year after that, Carlos Beltran is the Not best, in. best first ballot guy. Then John Lackey. John, nope. John Lackey. Wow. Jared Weaver. Nope. Jacoby Ellsbury. Nope. Johnny Peralta. Matt Cain. Jason Wait, Martin. Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> Assuming. <laughs> Wait a sec. Wait a sec. That guy was on a team yesterday. <laughs> Last time he played, 2017. Oh, then it's the last time you played? It's not the last time you were on a team? I don't know. Oh, maybe. <laughs> 2024. It comes back in 2024. So there's a couple of years there was that where there is there there is that weird gap. Well, you know why that gap is there though. No. That gap is there because of these steroids things. Well, no, because the 
Well, there's no guy who retired at that time who was good enough to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's why. Because they were all on juice to play longer or they were done earlier. Mm. Uh, 2024, Adrian Beltre. Juice. Joe Maurer. Hall of Famer. Adrian Beltre is also a Hall of Famer, by the way. Sure. Uh, Chase Utley. No. David Wright. No. Bartolo Colon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The human <laughs> drumstick. He's been popped twice. He could be the one guy that gets popped a third time, banned for baseball from life. Hall of Fame, come on down. You have second family. Welcome to your third family to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Bartolo Colon. That's uh, the last year they do. They don't They do not do 20. Well, that's because it's five years from now. Yeah, because so we, we just know. don't know. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, I mean, we might touch on this a little bit later. This I is think- a good text, by the way. The Hall of Fame has become, were you significant? Boom. Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's the truth. I mean, it's the truth. Like, I will always remember Craig Biggio, whether he's in the Hall of Fame or not. I'll remember him. Jeff Bagwell and that squat and those giant roided out arms. Yeah, I'll remember him. Of course. That's how we do it, huh? All right. When we come back, uh, there's... Contest. When we When we come back, there is talk of another town emerging as a potential MLB expansion city. And we'll dive into that. But first, here's Joe with sports. <laughs> Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 937 here on The Fan. The Hall of Fame stuff is always so intriguing to me. This is a very different vibe from the show's music so far today, Joe. You've been going like all classics, and now this is like early thousands like pop metal rock thing you know quite honestly i have no theme or structure or anything to tonight's music i'm just kind of like oh yeah i remember that song and then i just you play it yeah i'm going for it what band is this this is bush oh Oh, yeah all right bush machine head a classic one classic one of the alternative rock songs i remember from my childhood classic say bush is not I, i said like pop metal they are not metal but this that was kind of had that like breaking benjamin vibe yeah, I mean, this, this was uh, mid-late 90s when alter- alternative rock was uh, making that emergence, you yeah. know? So, thank you, 94.7, right? Yeah. I was... Uh, thank I, you, Mark Hamilton. Was he here then? I don't even know. I was... Uh, it's funny you mentioned Mark Hamilton. He's actually happy Jose Mourinho is the manager. Joe, that's why you are our producer. Thank you, good <laughs> sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's, he's, he told me, he goes, I think Mourinho's a good hire. I was like, dude. <laughs> you know who I think is a better hire, Mark Hamilton? Mauricio Pochettino. <laughs> he was like, he's like, I don't care. Get the guy out of here. We're in 14th. Come on. Yeah, this Poch guy's a loser. Got you the Champions League final last year. Loser. Loser. Oh, came down from Ajax, this loaded once-in-a-generation Ajax team. All those kids play for Real Madrid and Barcelona and Juventus now, and he's like, not good enough. <laughs> Don't want him. Uh, where are we? What is happening? You said this Hall of Fame stuff always gets me going, and then I asked about Who's the song, and then we occurring? talked about the, the champion. Oh, now I know what I was going to say. I was on Reddit today, and there's like a, a music subreddit 
that people just post random songs. And they're mostly like, they're mostly songs that you're familiar with. And today someone posted and it made the front page and it was a Coheed and Cambria song. Hell yeah. And I did not listen to it because I think that music sucks, but it made me think of you, Mike. You might actually like Coheed and Cambria. Really? They're, I mean, they don't have any harsh vocals. They're just clean vocals and it's just metal. It's not about that. It just might not be my thing. Yeah. But it made me think of you. I thank, was like, oh, Mike. And that's, that's not even a band that I really listen to. My wife likes them a lot. Uh, I did go see them in concert oh, maybe when they I were was, in town. Maybe I guess I'm thinking of Kelsey. Well, she. Lo- I mean, I, I like some of Coheed's songs, but yeah, Kelsey is a big Coheed and Cambria fan. Oh, you're the Mastodon kid. That was the show we went to, yeah. Right. I went for Mastodon. She went for Coheed. I couldn't yeah. remember. Either way, it made me think of you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Mastodon's great. Uh, so Orlando wants a baseball town. Wants to be a baseball town. Yeah. Uh, do you realize that the people in Miami and Tampa don't want to go to games? Yeah, and that Orlando's a really small city and only wants a baseball team because they have a lot of tourists. But guess what? All those tourists are only there to go to Disney World. Yeah. Not go to an Orlando Dreamers game. Oh, Orlando Dreamers. <laughs> what a craptacular name. I know, right? What is this? Undertale? <laughs> Jesus. That's a reference for maybe one person listening right now, by the uh, way. Not, not me. Uh, is that one person you? Because uh, no, <laughs> you have your headphones in? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Somebody out there has played Undertale and knows what I'm talking about. But, um, by the way, the logo looks like it was made like the in logo clip art. No, the logo looks like it is like a a little league logo for a town. Mm-hmm. Like when I think about when I grew up, we played in Teaneck Southern Little League. That's what our logo looked like. It was a two bats and a baseball, and it said Teaneck Southern Little League. This one just two bats and a baseball that says Orlando Dreamers. The Ooh. Dreamers. <laughs> Unless it's Tommy Dreamer, I'm not interested in. Now, the guy who's behind this. Also something that maybe only one person would know that reference. Hey, that one person. Thanks for listening. Uh, I've got my headphones in. <laughs> Pat Williams. Nice dude. Um, former Orlando Magic. Magic exec. Uh, he's a inspirational speaker. and um, <laughs> That's AKA I take people's money. He's actually really, really good at it. Um, although apparently he, I wasn't on the show for this, but apparently the primetime guys had him on and he tried to motivate Suk and Suk was not motivated. <laughs> um, but he's a very, very nice guy. And uh, he wants to bring baseball to Orlando. And I look, if you want to try and start that, Pat Williams, you got a ton of money or, you know, have the magic and all that kind of stuff. Get I get it. It. But I'm with you. Florida does not need a baseball team. They hate the two they have. Another one. Yeah. They hate them. They don't show up to games. Um, at all. The Rays are good and they don't show up to games. Yeah. The I mean, the stay. Rays are sign stealing away from the ALCS. Yeah. Bang. Probably. Home run. <laughs> Astros. <laughs> oh, this is what we thought. This is what we thought. You know, the Rays just, they just didn't have it this year. The yeah. Astros clearly a better team. Yep. Bang. Yep. Told you. Told mm-hmm. you. Never mind the fact that Verlander got lit twice. Thump. <laughs> Home run. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's not to say that's going to get a team. I'm sorry. That series go five? It did. Oh, weird. That's three games in Houston. You can. Uh, weird. Well, you can use that argument that they lost all their home games in the World Series, but uh, I digress. <laughs> um, go Nationals. The uh, As my good friend Mike Lynch says, <laughs> the uh, Orlando's not getting a baseball team. No. No so way. You, you can do all you want here, Pat Williams, but. Uh, if it's going to be an Eastern team, it's going to be Charlotte or Nashville Charlotte. or Nashville. I've seen both of them talk. Uh, don't forget about Montreal or, or Montreal. Um, yeah. Good the, food. I hear they got great food in Montreal. 
I've only been once when I was a kid, so I don't remember. Oh, I want to go really bad. I, like, really want to go. My wife went, actually, this year. She was in Montreal for a little bit. Yeah, I want to spend, like, a week in she Montreal. She said she liked it and hated it at the same time because it's basically like you're in France. Yeah, because people don't speak English. And everyone hates that you speak English, so you're yeah. kind of looked down on. That's all right. Um, so I'll just she, throw money at him. She said it was really, really cool, but also kind of hated it. And then she went to Toronto and was like, this is a great city. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so those are the three eastern cities that will probably get a baseball team. I'm sorry, Orlando, it's not going to happen. If you want a minor league team, yeah, go for it. Go be the Orlando Dreamers. The Orlando Dreamers. What a terrible name. All right, when we come back, uh, we will wrap this bad boy up as we always do. Portland Sports Leader. Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 9.48. I think I've heard this song before. Mike told me it was System of a Down, but when the drums were coming in, I was like, ooh, I know this beat. It is System of a Down. I love it when they came out that album that was called Steal This Album. Yeah, first hit single, Chop Suey. Oh, that was on that album? No, 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 no. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure Chop Suey was on. They came out with two albums that came out at the exact same time or like a week apart. And they were very similar names. But you might be right. I'll look it up. I just remember back in the TRL days. Remember that on MTV? TRL? Total Request Live. I used to watch it every time I came Carson home. Daly. Sheesh. Yeah, I felt like you, that was the first time I had ever I heard I searched that. Chop Suey and all it is is recipes for Chop Suey. <laughs> you had to watch. <laughs> when, I, when I was in high school and middle school, you had to watch TRL because if you didn't, when you got to school the next day, if you didn't know, if there was a new video that dropped, the new Ludacris video dropped, and you didn't know it, loser. Gosh, and then they just... You can't sit with us. That was the greatest show, and then they slowly just started shortening the videos, yep. clipping out the intros, clipping out the outros, and then they would just give you the snippets. And Chop- then it just turned into interviews and everything like Chop that. Chop Suey is from Toxicity, their second album. Ah, okay. So what was the very first song, Wake Up, Want to Put On Some Makeup? What was that one? Steal This Album is like their third or fourth That's album. That's their third album. Uh, and then Mesmerize and Hypnotize were the ones I was thinking out that came up of the same year. Um, They're from uh, Europe, I want to say. Uh, some of the guys in the band, they're European, I want to say. Yeah, I think Swedish or something. Um Hold on, I'm looking it up. BYOB, is that the one? That's on Mesmerize. I know what I'm listening to on the drive home. I'm trying to remember. I don't know the names of their songs very well. That's that's the one thing with me with metal that I struggle with is like, I know bands really well and I know the songs, but to me, the names are less impactful because <laughs> they don't mean it. Like the songs don't relate to the names often, right? Especially with System of a Down. God, their songs don't mean anything with their names. Their songs don't make any sense. <laughs> they just talk about random things the entire time. But great band. 
Oh, hi. Hello. Sorry, I was watching Johnny Moxley. Uh, AEW, it's pretty intoxicating, isn't it? Well, no, I switched over because Johnny Moxley and the main event at NXT is not that You great. literally forgot to do your job because AEW was that good. I had you locked in. No, I forgot to do my job because I stopped listening to my job. Because it's 8.50 or 9.50, rather. And you see how we still do this? Well, I didn't, ha- I didn't have anything to contribute to the conversation. BYOB, I- by the way, is, why do they always send the poor? That one, I I I don't I don't. Yes, know, I do remember. Good job. I don't know these bands, and instead of me sitting here like making fun of these bands or you guys for listening to them, whoa, I whoa. was just quiet. We're getting System of a Down. They're due. I know. Also, and System of a Down is a huge band. I'm surprised I, you don't know them better. I well, I know the band and I know Chop Suey and I remember the album Toxicity, but it's not my thing. So instead, I remember once I was driving Patrick somewhere. You know, I didn't even switch the music. I just had whatever was on. He's like, what are we listening to? <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, you know, it's a band called Slice the Cake. Like, you know. Yeah. And I was like, you actually might think this is okay. Like, they're actually not that that heavy. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you just probably stop listening to it from well, that point. But hey, but hey, I'm listening, you know. Like, I understand that, you know, there's a lot of weird things in my life that I like. You know, <clears throat> that I know a lot of other people aren't going to like. So, especially when I'm in your domain if you are doing something, I've got to adhere to it. Like, I, we've done this multiple times in your car. I'm like, what band are you listening to? And you're like, oh, it's this band. You tell me about it. They've got a side project. I really like their second album, but I didn't like their first album. And sometimes I intentionally album. pick songs that I think you will vibe to because I know you won't like the screaming. Yeah. And, so and I pick bands that are a little bit more mellow. And so I appreciate that, and I always want to learn more about my friends. Like, not everyone is as jacked about The Mandalorian as I am. So I get it. So we let it lie. We let it slide. So just doing some quick research on System of a Down, Serge Tankian, who is the lead singer, he Sir. was actually Serge Tanakin. Tanakin. Yeah. Look at you, Mike. He was actually born in Lebanon, mm. and then uh, it is pronounced uh, Lebanon. Oh, well, I'm the town know, in Oregon is pronounced correct. Lebanon. Yeah, yeah there is, <laughs> that's the one I'm used to. We're getting into Lebanon, but we're going out to Lebanon. And then their uh, bassist was from the Soviet Union, and their drums is also from Lebanon. Oh, okay. The Soviet That's Union, cool. also known as Russia. They formed the band in Glendale, though. So. Arizona. <laughs> nice. Yes. Oh, California. Nice. <laughs> Glendale, California. Not Isn't Glendale, Glendale, Arizona? Yes, Glendale, California. Yeah. Oh. Suburb of Los Angeles. Okay. All right. Anybody watching The Mandalorian? The Joe, more you, the more you know, I guess. Joe, you got Disney Plus? The more you know. I do not because I am a cheap bastard and I'm still a modern day digital pirate, sir. So are you I'm still You mean legal watcher of things. I am still out on the open seas, going from IP address to IP address, getting movie and show one, that I need. One might call you a pirate. <laughs> uh do you have Verizon? No, I do not, so yeah. I don't get it for free. I have Verizon. I haven't even yeah. taken advantage of it yet. Yeah, dude, Disney Plus for free, man. I'm still using my dad's Comcast login to access just about everything. Oh, HBO, I'm doing that, too. ESPN, yeah, don't worry about so, that. I've yeah. got that train as well. It's just uh, the streaming stuff is just cable with extra steps. I just want you to know that The Mandalorian is the greatest thing in Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back. There's been two episodes, hasn't there? Yes. That's pretty impressive. I saw a really long trailer for it, and I felt the trailer didn't seem to do it very good justice. And the trailer felt cheesy. Yeah. Which is what the new trilogy has been a lot, has right. been cheesy. Right. So I was worried. The last trilogy was cheesy. Well, we don't speak about the last trilogy. 
um, that was an abortion. But uh, the it looked cheesy, and I was like, really? Not, none of the new Star Wars have been that good, except for um, Rogue One. Rogue One, which was incredible. This show is Rogue One as a TV show. Oh, okay. This show is fantastic. I was uh, tempted because I have ESPN Plus, right? Right. And they have the deal with Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN Plus where you get all three for like 15 bucks a month or whatever. Right. I get Hulu for free from Spotify. Okay. So I asked my wife, I was like, would you be interested in this? And she's for not 13 a, bucks. She's not a Star Wars person. She's not a Disney person really. Like Marvel? She, no. I mean, she likes Disney movies, but she's like, I don't need to have a service to watch them. Right. Uh, she loves Little Mermaid. She loves Beauty and the Beast. Both are on there. Um, well, of course they are. And like, I'm a big Star Wars guy and I like the Marvel Universe a lot. Um, and then like Hulu has like Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I've never really watched, but I like what I've seen. That looks good. And I was like, "Is it worth?" And she goes, "Do we even watch the Netflix that we have?" And I was like, oh, "And she's like, no, we're not, we're not getting that." And I was like, "Good point." Plus, I'm also a a totally legal user of the internet. Yeah. So uh, I, I have no other way to watch things. But you've got ever. Verizon. <clears throat> I do have Verizon. Get that get get that Disney Plus for free, man. How does that work? Because technically you just go it's my in, parents' Verizon. I'm you go and you it. redeem it, and then I think when you set up your account, you use a promo code, and it gives it to you, and then bam. Come on, Mike. It's the internet. You can figure it out. They'll tell you what to do. Great. So I can watch The Mandalorian and nothing else. The Mandalorian <laughs> is unbelievable. Uh, by the way, my wife and I just started His Dark Materials on HBO. Oh, is it good? So far, first two episodes. That's what I hear. It's pretty good. That's what I hear. Pretty good. I know. I got I'm, my, my brain is too wrapped up in... Uh, the Mandalorian and uh, the last, the uh, Rise of Skywalker is coming out. About to months. come out. I am Star Wars brain only. Also, man. Rick and Morty new season's been good so far. First I two have, episodes. I have no time for anything else right now. I am strictly on a Star Wars diet. That's how it goes, man. Don't touch, don't touch a man's secret toilet. Movies only come out once every two years. Don't you do it? So I am focused. We're gonna be good. All right. When we come back next week, wait. Next week's Thanksgiving. We are off next week. You are. We're all gone. There is a Ducks basketball game. Everybody's out of here. There's a Ducks basketball game, so I don't even have to tell boss we're not playing. Yep. Sweet. We are all gone next week, so we'll see you guys in two weeks. Download the Beers on Us podcast. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. All that jazz. Eat a lot. Uh, I will be at Breakside Slab Town like a thousand days a week, so come on down and drink beers and say hi. Uh, for Mike Lynch, that's Joe Fisher. I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. Like, divulge where you work on the air that you've spent five years not doing. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.